Hello, everyone, and thank you for uh, coming to the St. Timothy Missionary Baptist Church Bible Study. I am Minister Tammy Jones, and I will be bringing your message today. And I hope that on the second day of March of 2020, that this day is finding you blessed and highly favored. And so today I want to talk about something that um, is necessary for every Christian life. It is something that if you are a Christian, God is going to do. And I think at times we are confused about it. We don't understand it. But when you and I uh, got saved, we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to the Lord, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of God says that I've been bought and paid for with a price. And so I belong to him. And so we want to talk about pruning we want to talk about pruning. Uh, this is March, and March is the time when usually the spring happens and, and the trees and the plants and everything are coming up. And we know that some plants and trees, they can be pruned any time of year. But right now, when I was thinking about spring, I was thinking about pruning. And so we want to talk about that. But before we get into our lesson, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Most gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, we glorify you. And we thank you, Lord, for another day. We thank you, Lord, for another moment, another opportunity, Lord, to be in your presence and to learn of you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that this word will fall on good soil today. That, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you will come into this lesson, Lord, and have your way. That, Father, not only would you bless it, but, Father, that you would break it so that it can be used to glorify your name and to uplift your people. Father, prepare our hearts to receive this word and to bring clarity to someone's heart today. Father, we will give you all the honor and the praise. It is in Jesus' name we give thanks. Amen. So, family, we want to talk about pruning, okay? Because one of the things I'm finding is that in this Christian walk, we have this erroneous idea that when you and I got saved, however we got saved, whether we walked down the aisle, whether, you know, we came through a mission group or however we got saved, for some reason we choose to think that that was the end. When in reality, it is the beginning of our new life. And Jesus said in this life that we are going to have various difficulties. We are going to go through some things. Jesus also said that he came so that we can live, so that we may have life in it abundantly. But for some reason, we think that any blip in our life, in any area of our life, in our church, in our ministries, uh, we choose to think of it as negative. When in reality, it could truly be God trying to do a new thing. And so what we want to talk about is we want to talk about pruning in the life of the believer. Because in case you don't know, we are supposed to be looking more and more like Christ every day. And unfortunately, it's getting to the point where you can't tell the Christians from the secular people. And the word of God says that we are supposed to be a peculiar people. We're not supposed to look like anyone else. It should be a badge of honor if we are Christians for someone to say, you are different. There's something different about you. There, there's just something that stands out. I don't know what it is. That should be a badge of honor if we're doing the right thing, if we're glorifying God. And so I want to turn with me I want you to turn with me to John, the 15th chapter, the gospel of John, the 15th chapter. We're going to read verses one through eight. I am going to read out of the uh, 
New King James Version, and then out of the Amplified, so that we can get clarity on what it is that God is trying to do in our life, and and to just maybe answer some questions that you may be having because God could be trying to prune your life. Maybe your life is is topsy turvy. Maybe there are some things that you're going through and you don't understand it. In reality, it could be that God is trying to prune you. He's trying to get rid of some dead stuff so that you can more fruit. So let's go to the word of God, John 15 chapter. And as I said, I'm going to read out of two different versions. I'm going to read out of the new King James version and out of the amplified version. And the new King James version says, John 15, one, I am the true vine. And my father that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I am him, he bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done to you. For by this my father, is glorified that you bear much fruit so prove to be my disciples so if you and i are god's disciples if you and i are going to go around wearing crosses around our neck if we are going to have the bumper stickers on our cars if we are going to do all of this outward stuff there should be some inward stuff that's manifesting on the outside it cannot just be lip service. It has to be life service. I'm going to read to you out of the Amplified. It says, I am the true vine and my father's the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit even richer and finer fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have given you, the teachings which I have discussed with you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I am him bears much fruit for otherwise apart from me, that is cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, that is if we are vitally unified and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you my father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples and family i know that that is saying a lot and we are just gonna unpack some things today and what i really want to focus on is pruning pruning and that's usually a gardening term and that is the analogy that Jesus is using right here one of 
plants growing and, and, and branches abiding. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. And what Jesus is saying here is that if you don't belong to me, you are like that branch that's broken off and thrown away. But because we belong to him, we are connected. We are unified to him. And as a result of that, he has to prune us. And I like the amplifier where it says repeatedly. Family, do not think that once you and I get saved, it's just a one-stop shop. Jesus is continually working on us throughout our life until we come to meet him in glory. There is always something that needs to be pruned off of us. And I want to encourage someone that if you are a child of God, you are going to be pruned. That's just the simple fact. I think sometimes that we don't want anything to disturb our norm. We don't want anything to cause us any type of blip. We want everything to remain at its same pace. And God knows that sometimes that's not a good thing. Sometimes Jesus has to come through as head and Lord of our life, take a good look at us and see there are some dead things in my life and yours that are causing us to not bear fruit. And you know what he will do? He's going to cut it off. And yes, it's going to be painful because some of the stuff that you and I have on us, it's hard to let go. There are some things that God is trying to remove from us and it's not an easy process. It's easy for Jesus on his end because he's the one doing the cutting. But for us, we have to submit to what it is that God is doing because in the end it's to our benefit. You need to understand that you're not just in the hands of anybody. Because sometimes people don't handle us well. We are in the hands of a loving father. And so what exactly is pruning? According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, pruning is when one removes or reduces unnecessary matter to cut away that which is unwanted. And let's be very clear, punishment is reserved for the unsaved, the unbeliever, and the ungodly. Pruning is what Christ does for the Christian. Jesus took our penalty on the cross. So now God's treat, he treats us as sons and daughters. And yes, God will chasten us. God will prune us. But the, but some people confuse pruning and punishment. Pruning is not punishment for a Christian. God is the vine dresser and he prunes the life of everyone who abides in Jesus Christ so that we can bear much fruit. So that's what God wants us to, that's what God wants to do in each and every one of our life and family throughout our life. That's what he's going to do. He, he's going to take a good look at us. And I want you to understand that pruning is a very intimate thing. Pruning is when the gardener, the landscaper, uh, if you will, he takes a look at each individual plant. He doesn't just look at one plant and say, well, all of them have to be like this. No, 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 no. God looks intimately at your life. He looks intimately at what is going on with you. And you have to understand that God only prunes what has value. You'd have value to him. We are valuable to the Lord. He loves us. 
He adores us. And you need to know that today because someone may be feeling like God doesn't love me. The devil is a liar. I would encourage you to read the word of God. You are so thought of that the word of God says that he has your name written in the palm of his hand. The word of God says, I believe it's in, maybe it's in Zechariah where it talks about God sings over us. God sings over us. God has a song that he sings over us. God gave us his most precious gift and that was his son. How could we think that God doesn't love us? You have value to God. And because he loves you, he lovingly takes an intimate look at your life. And he sees what's really dead, what's leeching off of you, what's not, what's just sucking nutrients out of you, but not producing any fruit. God does this because he wants to bless us. He wants our life to be fruitful. God does not get any pleasure in harming us. God wants to be glorified. God wants us to love. God wants us to love him for who he is. God just wants to bless us and he will come through and he has to take a look at our life saints you and i when we walk down the aisle more times than not the preacher asked the question are you saying by coming down that you want to give your life to christ and you want him to be the lord and the savior of your life and we say yes and we got the savior part down but we need to work on the lordship we need to trust god we need to trust jesus and know that he knows what's best for us and i know i've been pruned and i probably have some more sessions coming up that it's not always easy it's like surgery it's like you're literally taking a knife or something and you're cutting off something but i'm here to tell you that whatever it is that god is trying to remove from your life today it's either dead diseased or is tangled and he wants to get rid of it off of your life so that you can produce more fruit and you've got to allow him there are some relationships there are some mindsets there are some strongholds there are some care laws there are some things that you and I have going on in our life and God is taking an intimate look at it and because he wants us to grow as a loving parent, he's going to do what he have to do because we all must admit that there are some areas in our life that we need the Lord to just come through. And if the truth be known, one of the things I like about the um, analogy is that it never said that the branch told the vine which one to cut. He knows what he's doing. And sometimes what we think may be the problem may not be the problem at all and that's why you have to have someone that's skilled someone who knows you intimately and the only person that knows us that intimately is god he's the only one that can rightfully do spiritual surgery on us and get us together he's the only one who knows what it takes to for us to bear much fruit and god only pr prunes his children that's evidence that you are God's child when he starts to prune you, work on you, and get rid of some things in your life. And family, as we are in the beginning of March, and it is a time of spring, it is a time of renewal and rejuvenation. And for many of us, we're coming out of winter, we're coming out of the cold, the sun is shining, and we want to feel revitalized and new. 
But we just don't want to change our outward physical by maybe doing a new hairstyle, losing weight. We want to also be spiritually clean and renewed on the inside. And the only way that's going to happen is if you and I submit to what God is trying to do in our life. And I know family that it's painful. I've been there. And as I said, I'll probably be there again, but it has always been so wonderful and beneficial after he's taken off the dead stuff. It's been relationships where God has literally shown me in dreams. This relationship is over. This is, this is ending. And you know what? After it was over, I was better. I was stronger. God revealed so many new things that that relationship, whether, you know, it was just relationships, you know, dating relationships years ago, or just relationships that you have with friends. It was friends that God had to show me that this is, this is not a good friendship. This friendship is leeching you, it's draining you. It's not benefiting your life and family. It has to go. There are some mindsets. Come on now. There are some mindsets that have to go. The defeatist mindset, the perfectionist mindset. Oh, I don't care what it is. If it is not of God, it is killing you some kind of way and it has to go. There are some things that we're addicted to. And when we think of addictions, it's not just drugs and alcohol. It could be sugar. Okay. It could be people pleasing. It could just be a myriad of things. And that's why God intimately takes a look at my life and yours. And he says, I've got to do spiritual surgery on my son or my daughter because this is not beneficial. You know, it's some people who drain you. They suck the life out of you. It's some situations. It's some mindsets. I know I'm talking to somebody right now who's sick and tired, who they just like, I just need a new life, a fresh start, a new beginning. Then I would encourage you to get into God's presence and say, Father, you got to prune me. And I know that it's, it's going to take some work. It's going to take you being obedient. And, and most important, it's going to take you just surrendering and allowing God to do what he wants to do. Nowhere in this passage of scripture does it say that the branch was telling the vine what to do. And we have a tendency to do that. No. We have to trust that our Heavenly Father loves us, that we are part of the body of Christ and that Jesus knows what he's doing. We're connected. We're loved. We have been adopted. We have been grafted in. We are part of God's kingdom. We are his kingdom people. And because of that, he wants us to bear fruit down here on earth. He wants our lives to be so fruitful that someone who does not know him will come to know him. We can be living testimonies for the Lord. And that's what the word of God says we are. Our life should reflect who we are in Jesus Christ. And as I said, there are character deficiencies where God wants to uh, prune. God wants to deal with some uh, behavioral sins, the root of some things. And so God wants to prune us. And so when I was looking in and thinking about pruning, I have five points and these are not five points that I, <laughs> that I created, but I'm going to elaborate on them. I always want to give credit when I find some things. I found this on the internet and it is from biblical counseling center. And I was reading a lot of things and 
I felt that they had five really great points. And so I just want to share those points with you. And I hope that they will bless your life. But these five points are from the Biblical Counseling Center. And the first point that they said is, they said, Jesus gives five reasons that he wants to prune his children. And the first reason they said is God prunes us so that we will bear more fruit. That is what the word of God says. It says, God does not prune us because he is angry at us, nor does he prune us because Jesus' sacrifice was not enough. Perish the thought. God prunes us, his branches, so that we may bear more fruit. John 15 and 2. In other words, God looks at our Christian lives and concludes that we are not bearing near as much fruit as we could be. We are out of balance, have dead branches, branches, and suckers are draining away our spiritual vitality. That's what it says. It says God prunes us so that we will bear more fruit. In Philippians 1, 9 and 11, it says being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which is through Jesus Christ to the glory and praises of God. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, we know the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kind, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the things that God wants to produce in our life. God wants to enable us to live this Christian life. It talks about the fruit of righteousness, which is Christian living, right living. God wants to produce that in us as well as the fruit of the spirit. So God wants to make sure that we have more love, more joy and peace and patience, more kindness, more goodness, more gentleness, and more self-control. So that's one of the reasons why God wants to prune us. He wants us to be living testimonies down here on earth. He wants us. God is not a stingy God. You know, and when I was looking at pruning, it was talking about throughout the years, different plants get pruned at different times. But they were saying that you that only a skilled person can prune because you can inadvertently damage the whole tree if you don't know what you're doing. God knows what he's doing in each and every one of our lives. So I know that pruning may sound scary. It may sound painful. It may sound hurtful, but you are in the hands of a skilled master. The word of God says he knows who we are. Said when we was in our mother's womb before she even knew we was there, he knew the Bible says we've always been with him. He's always had us in his heart and in his mind, even before the foundations of the earth was laid. God knew who we were. That's intimacy. That's just loving care. You have a loving father who wants you to just be blessed. He wants to answer your prayers. I don't know what, who is this for, but I just feel in my spirit. God wants to answer your prayers. Someone feels like God is not answering my prayers. He doesn't want to. God is not a mean God. He is a loving father. He wants to answer your prayers. He wants to bless you. He wants you to bear the fruit. He does not want you walking around in the, the flesh. He doesn't want you walking around angry, depressed, suicidal, mean, full of strife, full of manipulation. He doesn't want you uh, walking around deceived. That, that's not what God wants for your life. 
And if you're struggling in any of those areas, I would encourage you to godly counseling. If that's what you need, ask the father what to need, because going to the doctor is not a bad thing because God can use doctors. So going to the doctor, if you need some help is not a bad thing. If you need to go to a doctor, if you need to talk to a Christian doctor, a Christian counselor, I encourage you to do so. It is not against the word of God. Okay. That's just from me to you. Okay. So the second point, the reason why God wants to prune us is God prunes us so that we will become more dependent on him. The word of God just told us in John, the 15th chapter that apart from me, we can do nothing. And maybe that's the reason why people of God, we're not going forward is because we're trying to do things without Christ. We're trying to not only do things in our own strength, but we're not even asking him if this is the way I should go. What we do is we decide we want to do something. We don't pray about it. We don't get wise godly counsel and then what we do is when it starts to fall apart then we want to run to the lord that could have saved us time it could have saved us money could have saved us frustration god wants us dependent on him without him we can do nothing God does not prune us in order to discourage us. He prunes us so that we will learn to abide in Christ, the true source of life. To abide in Christ means to live in obedient dependence upon his ongoing minute by minute supply of grace, grace which is himself. Too often we become proud and independent, functioning as practical atheists. That's what they said. This will never lead to greater fruitfulness. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Therefore, we've got, we, God loves us enough to prune us so that we learn to abide, to rest in Christ. Our father, the vine dresser trains us to learn and practice not only precept that we truly can do nothing apart from Christ. Listen, family, you have many people and I know someone may say, well, you got a lot of people and you know, they don't know Christ and they're successful. They're, they're this, they're that. They may have the outward trappings, but they don't have what we have as God's people. I would rather have nothing in Jesus than to have everything and don't have him. And that's just for me. Everyone has to make their own uh, faith statement because you can have everything you want. You have rich people committing suicide just like everyone else because stuff doesn't fulfill you. Only a relationship with Jesus Christ brings fulfillment. That's it. Saints, you and I, we can do nothing without Christ. And why would we want to? When he has supplied everything we need, he has given us the Holy Spirit. When he went back to the Father to sit at the right hand of glory, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. We have ministering angels. He has assigned a specific angel to each and every one of us. We have the name of Jesus. We have the blood of Jesus. We have the word of God. We have so many benefits in Christ Jesus. 
So let's not walk in independence. Let's walk dependent on him. And I know sometimes it's hard. We just want to do what we want to do. But hopefully as we learn to depend more on Christ, we will crucify the flesh of self-reliance. And so God proves us so that we can be more dependent on him. The third reason that God prunes us, God prunes us in order to assure us that we are truly saved. God does not prune unbelievers in order that they may become more fruitful for their works would simply consist of more dead works. Instead, he eventually throws them into the fire and they are burned. Painful pruning, and it is painful, does not undermine the spirit's work of assurance. It strengthens it. It is the true child of God who is chastened by the heavenly father, not the illegitimate child. By our fruitfulness, we prove to be true disciples of Jesus Christ. And that's what the word of God says. It says that the one who remains in me and I am him bears much fruit. It says, my father is glorified and honored by this. When you bear, when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples, anyone who said that they are a disciple of Jesus Christ, there should be some evidence. It shouldn't just be lip service. You should not have to wonder if someone is a Christian or not. You should be able to tell by their conduct, by the way they react, by the way they carry themselves, by the way they talk to others, by the way they treat other people. There should be some evidence of fruit. And that's what God is saying. God is saying that there should be some evidence. We are saved when God prunes us. We are his children because we have a relationship with him. And he invests the time into our lives to see what's dead and he will cut it off and he gets rid of it and that's because he is our heavenly father you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will the heavenly father give those who belong to him if you got parents and your parents if they would fight for you if they would just try to keep you on the straight and narrow if they would try to do the best that they can for you and tell you the truth how much more will God do for us we're his children and as much as our parents love us they can never love us as much as God loves us God wants us to be assured that we are his no one under the sound of my voice should wonder if I'm saved if you made a profession and a confession of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are saved. It is not about, well, I don't feel saved today. I, I don't feel this today. It is just the fact that you belong to him. And you don't have to doubt that. You don't have to walk around in fear or anxiety. God doesn't want that for you. I would encourage you to get in the word of God. I would encourage you to also get in God's presence and just tell him that you're struggling with feeling the assurance of your salvation and God, because he's your loving father, he's going to work that out in your life. And so God wants us to show forth that we are disciples, that we are living the way he has called us to live and doing the things he's called us to do. Another reason why God prunes us is so that he is free to answer more of our prayers. 
divine pruning results in our learning to abide in Christ, which in turn results in the freedom to ask God whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. The obedience connection in our prayer lives is designed by God to continually motivate us in our walk of faith. It is one of the if-then relationships in the Christian life. God wants to answer our prayers. And I know that some people, because, well, let me put it this way. The closer you and I walk with the Lord, the more our will aligns with his will. So we can have confidence and assurance that what we are asking for is part of his will. And I want to encourage someone that just because God has not answered now, um, it does not mean that he will not. Um, sometimes God has to train us. And that's part of what pruning is. Pruning is get ridding, getting rid of the old dead stuff, but also allowing us to grow and mature and to be people we never thought we can be, to bloom and to blossom. And it's like when your child is 10 years old, they may say, well, can I drive the car? Well, you know, they're not ready to drive the car at 10 years old, but you know, when they get 16, they can drive the car, but there has to be some training. There has to be some, some learning of the rules of the road. And you know, when the right time is for your child to start learning to drive, which is around 15 or 16, not at 10. That's the same way with God. God knows that sometimes you and I, we're not spiritually mature enough to handle what we are asking for. Just imagine if the 10 year old asked their father for a car and he said, well, no, not yet, son. And he just threw a tantrum, not knowing that his father already had his old Mustang in the garage that he was gonna give him when he got of age. That's the same way with God. God has to bring us to spiritual maturity. And sometimes, nine times out of 10, that's gonna happen with pruning because we're not spiritually mature enough to understand what it is that we're asking for or not even to handle. And I would encourage you with this, that sometimes the closer you get to God, the things you thought you really wanted and needed, you realize, I really didn't want that. I really don't need that. And sometimes we can praise God for answering our prayer by not answering our prayer. I know that was a lot, but that's the truth. God knows what he's doing in our life. God wants to answer our prayers. God wants to say yay and amen to the things that you and I are asking him for. But we've got to get closer to him. We've got to allow him to prune us. We've got to allow him to take away the dead relationships, the dead mindsets, the dead attitudes, the dead characteristics in us. We've got to allow him to just come through and be God. And family, when he does, when we do that, we start to blossom and bloom. That means that we just start to just be blessed all over the place. You know, I had a rose bush and it bloomed for a while and then it just stopped. And I couldn't figure out why, because I'm not a gardener. And, and usually if it's in the ground, fine, <laughs> I'm not going to water it. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm, I'm not a... A, a gardening type person I applaud those who can do that but then someone said hey Tam everything's dead the branches are dead it needs to be prone it, the, the, the whole rose bush necessarily isn't dead but you have so many dead branches that it 
it is is still existing but it's not living so you have to have it pruned and so that's what god wants to do for us god has to prune us because god wants to answer our prayers because family there are some things he wants to bless us with it's just that he has to bring us to a place of spiritual maturity also god wants to know do we love him more than we love the stuff or what he can give us and sometimes we have to go on a journey to realize that i love god more than what he can give me and then finally god prunes us so that we will glorify him jesus is crystal clear by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit to glorify means to magnify to enlarge and to draw attention as believers in christ we do not live to draw attention to ourselves but to our glorious god and savior our redemption brings glory god glory in order that the world may know that the gospel is real we glorify god with our lives our lives as i said should be living testimonies where people should want to know why are you always so joyful in the midst of you know situations that has everyone else down what do we just talk about when god prunes us we bear fruit and one of the fruit is the spirit of joy you know how come you know you are kind to people who are not kind to you because God is pruning us and we bear the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, which is kindness and gentleness. You know, why is it that, you know, you don't retaliate like other people? That's because the fruit of the spirit is self-control. God wants our life to glorify him. And that's one of the reasons why he prunes us. So I just want to encourage someone that God is not punishing you god is not mad at you god loves you and he's giving you that time that intimate time that time of just where he he's spending time with you and i know we want the blessings we want all the good stuff but pruning is a blessing because sometimes we don't know just how much dead stuff is on us. We don't know how these relationships and these friendships and we don't know how these mindsets have kept us from moving forward. It's only when God comes in as a loving father and takes a look at our life and he prunes it off. And yes, family, it's going to hurt, but it's necessary and it's worth it in the end. And so I just want to encourage you that just allow God to do what he wants to do. The word of God says, abide in me. That means just rest in him. Just trust him. Say, Lord, this hurt, but I'm trusting you because I know that weeping man do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I know that this too shall pass. You should be encouraged to say, Lord, I don't even know who I'm going to look like after this, but I know I'm going to be better than I am. I'm encouraged. I'm excited to see what God is doing because family, I just want you to know that you can be like the children of Israel and you can grumble and mumble and stay in your situation longer than you have to. It was never God's will and design for them to wander for them 40 years. So what I'm telling you is 
just get in God's presence and say, Father, I don't understand it all, but I'm going to trust you through it all. Father, I, I don't necessarily like this, Lord, but I, I know that it's working out a good for my life. I know I'm going to be better and I'm going to look more like Christ. So I just want to encourage you that if you're going through a pruning phase, just know that you're in the hands of a loving father who loves you, that you're in the hands of a father who sees your value, that your father just wants the best for you. He wants to bless you and he wants you to bear fruit. And the fruit isn't just for us. The fruit is truthfully bearing a fruit means that we are able to give of ourselves. When you see an apple tree, it bears apples. And so many people are blessed from one apple tree. God wants you to bear so much fruit that so many people around you are blessed as a result of you being in their presence. So just know that it's not punishment, it's pruning. It will pass at some point. And when it is said and done, you are going to be better. You're going to bear more fruit. You're going to look more like Christ, which is our goal. So family, I hope that this word encouraged you this week. And I will just continue to pray for you and just continue to lift you up in my prayers. All those who listen and are watching. And by the grace of God, I hope to be with you again next week. Be blessed.